Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In March 1990, 17-year-old Tony Clark is driving home after visiting her cousin in Oakland, California, when her car stalls on the San Francisco Bay Bridge. When she pulls over to check on the car, another vehicle suddenly collides into hers. When police show up at the bridge, Tony is nowhere to be found. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the sudden vanishing of Tony Clark. It's springtime in California when Tony Clark is visiting her cousin in Oakland. Tony is 17 years old, two months pregnant, and from San Francisco, although some reports say she's from San Bruno. She's a relatively normal teenager with hobbies and dreams. Tony is an active teen who enjoys running, track, dancing, and swimming. All in all, Tony is a responsible high school senior who is soon to begin a new chapter in her life, arguably, the most important and influential time in her life. But if Tony ever makes it to this next chapter is still unknown, over 30 years later. It is March 16, 1990, and Tony is making her way back home after meeting up with her cousin. She's making the 25-mile journey all on her own, borrowing her boyfriend's car, a Chevrolet Camaro. Throughout her journey, Tony has had to pull over multiple times because the car kept stalling along the way. Before leaving her cousin's home, Tony noticed that the car wouldn't start properly, but she was eventually able to get it going, so she decided to head home as planned, thinking everything would be fine. During her journey home, the car keeps stalling, but each time Tony is able to get it going again. However, this changes quickly because as Tony begins to approach the San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge, the Camaro begins to cause trouble again. This time, it putters out right there on the bridge. The San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge, also known locally as just the Bay Bridge, is a complex of bridges spanning San Francisco Bay. It is part of Interstate 80 and is the direct road between San Francisco and Oakland. This bridge contains two decks, which in recent years carries about 260,000 vehicles on any given day. And as it is a direct route between two major cities, it sees a lot of traffic. 
Again, Tony attempts to start the car, but before she can, another car traveling the bridge suddenly crashes into the Camaro. Tony's vehicle is struck just before midnight. According to reporting by the Charlie Project, police are dispatched to the scene of the accident and arrive within six minutes. However, when police come to take statements and assess the accident, Tony Clark is nowhere to be found. She isn't in the car, she isn't waiting outside of the car, and there didn't appear to be any evidence showing where Tony Clark could have gone. Obviously, police are confused as to what could have happened when they realized Tony, the girl driving the car on the side of the bridge, is apparently missing. So they call for investigators. At this point, everyone is wondering if Tony accidentally fell into the water. Maybe she got injured from the crash, became disoriented, and then stumbled over the bridge and into the bay. Search and rescue instantly looks into the water below, but nothing comes of it right away. Meanwhile, investigators focus their attention on the Camaro. They take a look inside to see if anything could point them to what happened. However, there are no immediate signs of blood or hair or oil residue in the Camaro. The only discovery of note is that Tony always wears a gold bracelet, and that gold bracelet is found on the passenger side floor of the Camaro, near where the keys to the Camaro are also found. With not much luck with the Camaro, police redirect their focus to the other driver who crashed into Tony's vehicle. During this time, the Coast Guard also becomes involved. They drag the bay, expecting to find the body of Tony Clark, but it never happens. Tony is still out there missing and investigators still have no clue why or how Tony seemingly just vanished. Investigators also lean on eyewitnesses to help find Tony. Some witnesses report seeing a black man searching under Tony's car after the crash, but it's not clear if this man was the person who crashed into her car. Also, if it was, it's not clear if this person was acting suspiciously or just trying to help. It's possible that this person realized Tony wasn't in the car and wanted to make sure she wasn't harmed or trapped under the Camaro. When it comes to the theory that Tony fell over the bridge, investigators can't find any witnesses who can confirm seeing her falling off the bridge. But several people end up telling police that they remembered seeing a man walking away from the accident scene. These conflicting witness statements end up clouding the investigation and make it even more unclear what could have gone down on that bridge that night. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There isn't much out there about the investigation into the man who hit Tony's car. But at the time, prosecutors feel they have enough evidence to try this man for vehicular manslaughter, despite not having Tony Clark's body. However, because there isn't enough evidence to show that Tony is deceased, this man is eventually acquitted of all charges. Approximately one week after Tony disappears, Tony's mother receives a mysterious and disturbing phone call. When Tony's mother picks up the phone, she hears the voice of a girl on the other end. This girl seems to be crying. Tony's mother tries to stay on the call for as long as possible because she thinks and probably hopes that this girl is her daughter. But about 40 seconds in, the call is disconnected. The police are informed about this suspicious call, but they are unsuccessful in tracing the origins of it. I want to take a minute to talk more about the Bay Bridge and more specifically, Interstate 80. If you know anything about human trafficking and sex trafficking, you know that a good amount of trafficking happens along the interstate highway system. Now, I couldn't find much data on the prevalence of human trafficking back in the 90s, but we do know that human trafficking has existed for centuries. In fact, some of the busiest corridors of the interstate include I-5 in the west, I-95 in the east, and I-80 stretching from coast to coast. If you remember, that bridge sees thousands of cars every day. I don't think it's a stretch to theorize that Tony could have been in the wrong place in the wrong time that night, and that the wrong person stumbled upon her on the side of the bridge. As soon as I read about Tony's case and saw that she traveled Interstate 80, my mind immediately jumped to human trafficking. The reason why human trafficking occurs within the interstate system is largely because it's so easy to abduct someone along the interstate and then drive off with them and take them to another state. And by the time someone figures out you're missing, you could be halfway across the country, or farther. I can't help but think of the many possibilities. Maybe someone saw Tony alone and stranded on the bridge, and saw it as an opportunity to take her before her car was even crashed into. Tony is petite, so it would have been easy to steal her from that bridge without much of a struggle or a scene. We can also consider, what if the man purposely crashed into Tony so he could easily grab her? 
This may explain why her body has never been found. However, it doesn't seem that investigators considered the human trafficking theory seriously or even at all, at least from the limited information out there about her case. Over the years, many law enforcement officials begin to believe and insist that Tony is missing because she fell over the bridge, her body washing away with the murky waters. However, some maintain that Tony Clark was the victim of a kidnapping. But one thing that riddles my brain about this case is those car keys and Tony's favorite gold bracelet she left behind. I couldn't find anywhere in my research where investigators explained the reason why Tony's gold bracelet and car keys were found all the way on the passenger side floorboard. Since she went missing, her clothes from that night have never washed up, and her case is still technically classified as missing and unsolved. At the time of Tony Clark's disappearance, Tony was 5 feet 3 inches tall and weighing 110 pounds. She has black, dark brown hair and brown eyes. She has both ears pierced. Tony also has a mole on her right calf and a light scar on her right knee. Tony was last seen wearing a black tube top with lace, black linen shorts, a light blue jean jacket, white loafers, and a gold ring. Her middle name is Danielle, and again, she was two months pregnant when she disappeared. I have left a link to an age progression photo of Tony in the show notes. Anyone with information about this case is urged to contact the San Bruno Police Department at 650-616-7100. The agency case number is 900-317-15. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lost Crimes Library podcast. If you enjoy the show, please show your support by leaving a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Lost Crimes Library pod. Before you go, make sure you hit the follow button because new episodes drop every Wednesday and you won't want to miss it.